It's time to get your news on. We are VK1 WIA. Certainly is the national news. It's for week commencing August 13. And in this week's news, WIA Affiliated Clubs Coordinator Angelo VK2NWT and WIA ATV Representative Peter VK3BFG. Plus, much, 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 much more in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia. I'm Editor Graham VK4BB. Ham Radio News. Nobody does it better. We are VK1 WIA. Hi everyone, this is Angelo, VK2NWT, WIA Affiliated Clubs Coordinator. Well, I'm sure you've all heard the saying, you only get one chance to make a first impression. Now, I bring this up today because from time to time I'm contacted by people who are frustrated for not having received a response after contacting a club or got a response only after several attempts or some significant amount of time. These inquiries are from people that have already read all the information that's available on the respective club's page, but they now want to speak with someone seeking further information about things like costs, joining the club, training, or just AR in general. And we all appreciate that in today's busy world, we may not get around to things as quickly as we'd like to. However, slow or no responses to inquiries made to your club is a surefire, guaranteed way to turn prospective amateurs off the hobby. Now, I'm sure most clubs' responses to inquiries are indeed excellent, and when I've contacted some clubs to let them know about their lack of response, most have jumped right onto it straight away. But some of the answers I've received, unbelievably, are, well, I'm busy, and if they're really interested in AR, they'll simply call again. Oh, look, so-and-so looks after that. It's not my job. Well, this little chestnut, all the info they need is on the WIA or the club website. Isn't that what it's for? They're not great viewpoints, are they? And for what is, after all, a hobby that's all about communication, I'm sure you'll agree that we can all do a hell of a lot better than this. No matter what your viewpoint may be about this topic, the simple fact is that as radio amateurs, the impression that people have of us is that we are all ambassadors for this great hobby. And those first prompt, courteous and friendly interactions with prospective new amateurs are just so vital to attracting and maintaining that early interest. Now, at the risk of sounding like I'm telling you how to suck eggs, here's a simple checklist that I'd start with. Are the contact details for your club on the WIA website correct and in fact up to date right at this very moment? Do you check your club's inbox daily for inquiries and do you respond to them promptly? Are phone messages sent to the phone numbers listed on your WIA page answered promptly, as in the same day? Given that more and more clubs now have Facebook pages, are you responding to questions that are sent to the club's Facebook messenger Have you asked yourself, am I really as helpful as as possible when someone asks me about amateur radio, even if it's not my job? This is a really important topic, and I'd urge you to bring this subject up for discussion at your next club meeting, your club net, or include it in your next club newsletter. I'll say it again, you only get one chance to make that first impression. This has been Angelo, VK2NWT for VK1WIA National News. Thanks, Angelo. Now to Tasmania. And a little bit on the Reist August presentation night. The WIA question and answer with Director VK4EA Peter Schrader. And we're told it was a great success, according to All Present and Justin VK7TW. And as an aside, it is a small world. I was in Tassie at the time. We'd just had breakfast in Hobart, left the cafe and literally bumped into Justin in the street. But... Back to that Reese meeting. Peter VK4EA started with some of his vast history and background, then went into a bit of WIA history, then the structure and the enormous work that the education group is undertaking. 
Peter then went into how the WIA supports the clubs, the committees and membership benefits. Another area that the WIA is involved in is international advocacy, including world radio conference attendance, involvement in the International Amateur Radio Union and international member societies. In Australia, WIA representation includes with the Australian Maritime College and the Australian Communications and Media Authority and the Department of Communications, etc. Peter then went into some of the current issues the WIA is dealing with, like higher power, class licence, assessment changes and threats to 23 and 9 centimetre bands. A recording of the evening can be accessed on the Reist YouTube presentation playlist. As with all points of contact that you hear about in this WIA National News broadcast, those links are available when you read the text edition. Best read at wia.org.au. Not a sound to be heard. We pause and remember another silent key. Derek McNeil, VK3XY, previously VK3ZVG, VK3NKY G8OLN and VK3BYA became a silent key on Friday 28th of July 2023. He was born in the UK on the 22nd of March 1944. Derek developed a love of the outdoors, riding across the countryside on horses and starting with his father while a teenager. He was working as a chartered accountant when he met his future wife, who was studying in the UK. They both shared a sense of adventure, and soon after, he emigrated to Australia, where they were married. His first amateur licence was obtained in Australia. Derek was a long-time member of the WIA, and an active member of Wyson, especially during the Ash Wednesday fires and the Mount Macedon fires. Derek also served as treasurer of the WIA VIC, later ARV, Treasurer and member of the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club from 2006 to 2017 and was a regular attendee at the Moorabbin Districts Radio Club meetings. He was a member of the Queenscliff Flotilla VF9 of the Volunteer Coast Guard for 15 years as a crew member and later Coxswain. Derek took up soda activating but this was curtailed by failing eyesight. He is survived by his wife Margaret, two sons, David and Peter, his daughter Anna, and two grandchildren, Jesse and Sophie. Derek was a genuine gentleman who will be missed by all who knew him. Farewell, Derek. This is Ron, VK3AFW. Hi, I'm Mark, VK4DMH from the Gold Coast Amateur Radio Society. The Gold Coast Amateur Radio Society was recently asked by the Pacific Air Show of the USA to provide radio communications between five southeast Queensland airfields and the show's air boss on Surface Paradise Beach. The Pacific Air Show is a first-time event for Australia and will involve over 40 civilian and military aircraft and two parachute teams performing aerobatic routines and demonstrations along the beachfront of Surface Paradise. The Pacific Air Show Gold Coast is being held between August 18 and 20th. The amateur radio operators are required to provide real-time reports from the various airfields on participating aircraft detailing engine started, taxiing, takeoff and landings. The most critical information that will need urgent transmission will be any issues that may disrupt the schedule for the air show. I contacted John WB6OZD, president of the Huntington Beach Races team, whose ham radio operators have been supporting the Californian event since its inception in 2016. 
John was able to tell me what was expected of us here in Australia and the technical details on their communication setup in Huntington Beach. John said the issues to deal with will be aircraft noise on the airfield aprons and wireless internet overloads due to large crowds. Due to the airfields being so far away from service paradise, with Amberley being 82 kilometres away and Brisbane International being 76 kilometres away, a network of repeaters will be used in southeast Queensland to provide the extended radio coverage required. And as there are airband frequencies assigned to the air show, many of our operators will have aircraft radio operator certificates. The Californian-based organisers have promised aircraft and parachute action with a minimal delay between segments which is why they are most reliant on amateur radio operators to pass on airfield updates. We have also been asked to supplement the existing ADSB online radar coverage for the area, so GCARS will be setting up two ADSB receivers, one right down on the surface of Paradise beachfront. I'll have another WIA News report following the air show, highlighting all the activities that took place. This is Mark, VK4DMH. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1 WIA. Now, international news with VK2 LAW Jason. Hello. RSGB response to E. Loran in the UK. The Society has responded to an Ofcom consultation on licensing enhanced long-range navigation ELORAN systems. This would use a new network of 400 kilowatt EIRP transmissions at 90 to 110 kilohertz to provide an alternative to GPS for position navigation and timing. The RSGB response focused on the high levels of out-of-band emissions that would affect the weak signal 136 kilohertz amateur allocation as well as transparency on transmitter licensing. To news from Region 2, the US House of Representatives has rejected a satellite spectrum licensing reform bill as the House Science Committee leadership did not want to grant the FCC authority to regulate space debris traffic management since, in their opinion, doing so would divert the FCC from its primary responsibility of spectrum allocation. Car 54, where are you? Amid calls of protest from the news media and from local New York City officials, the New York City Police Department has begun encrypting its radio transmissions following a practice taking place at police departments around the United States. Unlike Australia, where the majority of police transmissions have been encrypted for many a year, USA police radio transmissions have been traditionally transparent. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, or does it? There is a Hacker Sat event taking place in Las Vegas this month with the winner having a chance to win a cash prize of $50,000. It all revolves around the Moonlighter CubeSat, which has successfully reached its planned low Earth orbit in preparation for this upcoming in-space hacking competition, known as the Space Security Challenge HackerSat 4. The competition, run by the U.S. Air Force Research Laboratory, aims to enhance security research and knowledge and skills in securing space systems. The finals of the HackerSat event will take place in Vegas, and the competition provides an opportunity for hackers, researchers and space enthusiasts to tackle space system cybersecurity challenges. Since May, ARRL, the U.S. National Association for Amateur Radio, 
has been reviewing the rules proposed in a petition before the Federal Communication Commission from the Shortwave Modernisation Coalition, SMC. SMC, a group that appears to represent high-speed stock trading interests, has proposed amending the FCC Part 90 rules to allow introduction of high-powered digital communications to the shortwave spectrum that, in many instances, is immediately adjacent to the amateur HF bands. ARRL's comments on the matter will be based on the analysis by its laboratory and guided by its experienced Washington, D.C. Regulatory Affairs Council. Over 800 comments were received by the FCC. Tentech founder Jack Edward Birchfield, Silent Key. Jack began his career with Electro Voice as an acoustical engineer. In the late 1960s, he, along with Albert Kahn and Tom Mitchell, founded Tentech, a manufacturer of amateur radio equipment in the USA. Jack designed the initial line of products and most of the radio equipment that followed. His radios were on display at the Smithsonian Museum of American History for many years. He was an amateur radio enthusiast and inducted into the Amateur Radio Hall of Fame in 2004. To news from Region 3, in Pakistan, a massive antenna project is being built to bring digital radio mondial service to the nation's public radio listeners and beyond. Calling Radio Pakistan's analogue and shortwave broadcast technology outdated, the nation's Minister for Information and Broadcasting formally launched a project on July 30th designed to bring 1,000 kilowatt digital signals from the public broadcaster to listeners in Pakistan and beyond. The upgrade begins at a time when the majority of Radio Pakistan's transmitters have been declared obsolete and have been shut down. According to the DRM website, DRM was approved in January of 2020 as the standard in Pakistan for all frequency bands on AM and FM radio. For VK1WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. We are VK1WIA. Now, operational news with VK4FUQ. Felix. Hello there. Now, contest-wise, August 12 and 13, Remembrance Day contest is rolling as I speak. The Remembrance Day contest is where we remember those 26 big amateurs who paid the supreme sacrifice during World War II. August 26-27, Alara contest. It's to their contest manager. Hello everyone, this is Maria, VK5MAZ, contest manager for Alara. The 43rd Alara contest will be held on the last weekend of August, from Saturday the 26th to Sunday the 27th. Starting time is 0600 UTC on the 26th of August, finishing 24 hours later at 0559 UTC on the 27th of August. The Alara contest is a lot of fun and open to all YLs and OMs. Although we are slightly competitive, we do help each other by giving out numbers and spotting each other on Facebook. Some of the girls even practice CW together in the months before the contest. We look forward to chatting with those we don't usually meet on air. All YLs, OMs, scouts and girl guides are invited to take part and it is hoped that everyone will enjoy this friendly contest. It is a great opportunity to make contact with those we don't usually meet on air. The contest rules have now been uploaded to the Alara contest page. 
For those who don't have Facebook and would like a copy of these rules, please email alaracontest at wia.org.au. 73 for now, Maria VK5MAZ. Thanks for that. And we'll move now from August to October. Oceania Dex Contest, Contest Dates, Times. Phone, the first full week in October. Each year, 0600 hours UTC, Saturday to 0600 hours UTC, Sunday. CW, second full weekend in October from 0600 hours UTC, Saturday to 0600 hours UTC, Sunday. November, VHF UHF Field Day. 0100 hours UTC Saturday to 0059 hours UTC Sunday. But to make it a little fairer in VK6, they are three hours on a start and end times. Now let's open the DX window. Lazio and Melissa are using the special call sign OI6PN to celebrate the centenary of the National Park of Abruzzo, a region of southern Italy. They are on the air now until the 31st of October but most of the activity will be from the 1st to the 17th of September. See ii6pm on qrz.com for details. Newway, E6AM from October 10 to 23, CW, SSB, FT8 and maybe some on 160 to 6 metres. QSL via Club Logs OQRS, the preferred route, LOTW or via LZ1GC, direct, or Bureau. Kazoo, M0CFW, JK3GAD, will again be active from Rodriguez Island as 3B9KW during the CQ Worldwide CW Contest, November 25 and 26. Activity before, after contest, November 19 to December 1, as 3B9-M0CFW. QSL for LHTW. Taiwan. Beam 0 QSO until December 31, using mostly digital modes. QSL via BM2 JCC. Luxembourg. LX90 RTL is in use to celebrate the 90th anniversary of Radio Luxembourg's first long-wave broadcast. It will be used by various LX operators until the end of the year. Listen for the call sign on the HF bands on SSB, CW, digital modes and via satellite. All QSOs will be confirmed automatically via the DARC Bureau. The logs will be uploaded to Club Log, Logbook of the World and EQSL on a regular basis. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK for UQ Enningham. From here, there and everywhere. You've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Bruce, VK3FFF. And a very good day to you. Worldwide special interest group news. Summits on the air. Worldwide flora, fauna program. Parks on the air and other adventure groups. Don't forget, September 1st and 2nd, 2023, sees the first World HEMA Day. HEMA is a summit award scheme which started in the UK but has spread across Europe and into Australia, and it's still growing. It's a scheme more for the hillwalker than the mountaineer, but also not a scheme for those who want to operate from their cars. 
leisurely exercise, fresh air and good radio contacts make up the typical HEMA activation. Ron, VK3AFW, also reminds us, for information on listed summits in VK1, VK3, VK5 and VK6, go to hema.org.uk and open the summits folder. HEMA spelt H-E-M-A. 9M8 SOTA and 9M8 BOTA are the special call signs during 2023 operating from various mountains and beaches in Sarawak, East Malaysia. QSL for both call signs via 9M8HAZ directly, that's 9Mike8Hotel Alpha Zulu, Logbook of the World and Club Log. Worldwide Special Interest Group News, ATV. Now it's over to Peter, VK3BFG, our WIA ATV representative. Hello everyone. The annual digital amateur TV QSO party is scheduled for Friday, August 25, starting around 0930 UTC, with mainly VK stations, with Saturday morning into the afternoon on August 26, being our link with the USA. It'll be there Friday night over there. So far, stations acting as local anchors will be Bevan, VK5BD in Port Pirie, Gary, VK2CRJ in Sydney, Art, WA8RMC in Columbus, Ohio, Bill, AB0MY in Boulder, Colorado, and Roland, KC6JPG in Los Angeles. Also participating this year will be Claudio, I2NDT, our first European participant for quite some time. Anchor stations act to patch signals received from their local repeater to VK3RTV via IP. VK3RTV has an SRT service, which is an improved protocol over the older RTMP IP protocol. And thus the quality of the signals received from remote locations is really very good. Peter VK3BFG acts as the local anchor for VK3RTV and Melbourne, and is also the event coordinator. With VK3RTV signal available on the British Amateur TV Club streamer or VK3QL's YouTube channel. At this time, I have stations from VK2, VK5, USA and Europe. It would be good to include some of the other states in Australia, particularly VK7 and uh, VK4. Please contact Peter, VK3BFG, at pcosins at bigpond.com if you can participate. You can use the SRC service into VK3RTV or just use Zoom, which will also be used as a back channel for liaison and coordination. Hope to see you all at the many stations we'll view at the activity on the local repeater, on the BATC streamer or on VK3QL's YouTube channel. See you on the 25th. I'm Peter, VK3BFG, Wireless Institute of Australia ATV representative. Thanks, Peter. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. SpaceX has launched the world's heaviest commercial communications satellite atop a Falcon Heavy rocket. The triple-core rocket lifted off from Kennedy Space Center carrying Echostar's Jupiter 3. Echo Star 24 communications satellite, which weighs in at over 9,000 kilograms or 198,416 pounds. 
This is the largest communication satellite ever launched to geostationary orbit. Jupiter 3 will support internet connectivity across North and South America, in-flight Wi-Fi, community Wi-Fi services, maritime connections, enterprise networks and backhaul for mobile network operators. Voyager 2 has re-established communication with Earth and is operating normally. NASA's long-running Voyager 2 mission, which launched in 1977 and is currently about 12.4 billion miles from Earth, lost contact with our planet after a set of commands accidentally moved Voyager 2's antenna two degrees away from Earth on July the 28th. Voyager 2 is programmed to automatically reset its orientation a few times a year in case of troubles like this, but the next window would have been in October. On Friday, August the 4th, JPL announced in a mission update that NASA's Deep Space Network facility in Canberra, Australia, was able to send a command into interstellar space that reorientated the spacecraft and pointed its antenna back towards Earth. JPL said in the statement, The spacecraft has been returning science and telemetry data, indicating it is operating normally and that it remains on its expected trajectory. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amateur Young Timers, Yota. The 11th Annual Yota Summer Camp is here, and already it's been an unforgettable week. Over now to Alec, VK2APC. Thank you, Bruce. Yes, from August 5th to 12th, youth gathered in Gajor, Hungary, with over 100 youngsters from 25 different countries. In the 2023 edition of this summer camp, Multiple new societies were represented for the first time, including Egypt, Singapore, and the Republic of Korea. In the evening, the camp began with the official opening ceremony. In the ceremony, they heard greetings from people behind the camp, including organizers, IARU representatives, and the president of the Hungarian Radio Amateur Society. The participants also got their first look at the highlights of the interesting program that the camp offered. The opening ceremony was live-streamed on the Yoda YouTube channel. The program on the camp was varied with a focus on teaching and experiences. The interesting lectures, among other things, taught the participants about the world of contesting, SDR, and high-speed telegraphy. Participants were given a chance to practice kit building and ARDF, even a possibility to participate in a CW course. As different cultures are always present at the Yoda camp, the popular intercultural evening was held, along with an excursion to the capital city, Budapest. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Alec, VK2 APC in Sydney. Now back over to you, Bruce. Thanks, Alec. Worldwide special interest groups, internet, the Hams Domain, Canada. On August the 1st, Meta announced that it will begin to block news content from its Facebook and Instagram platforms in Canada. This announcement follows the passage of the Online News Act in June, which requires tech giants like Meta, formerly the Facebook company, and Google to negotiate deals for news content. According to the Canadian government, the Online News Act ensures fair revenue sharing between digital platforms and news outlets 
and promotes voluntary commercial agreements between digital platforms and news outlets with minimal government intervention. Tech giants that have been able to use news content for free in their search engines and social media platforms have furiously attacked the law and threatened to remove news content rather than pay for it. Now, both Google and Meta have said they will remove the content altogether with changes to follow in the coming weeks. I'm Bruce, VK3 Triple F in sunny Bendigo. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. At the bottom of the news, and it's time for the social scene. In VK6, we've got the Northern Corridor Radio Group's Hamfest, August 20. In VK4, August 26, is the Redcliffe Car Boot Sale. September 9, in VK4, is Sunfest. And in VK2, it's Sarkfest on Saturday the 23rd of September. With more on Redcliffe, here's Robert Thompson. Redcliffe Club Car Boot Sale Update. Greetings from the Redcliffe and District Radio Club VK4RC. Robert Thompson, VK4TFN here. The Redcliffe Club will hold our annual car boot sale on Saturday the 26th of August 2023 at our clubhouse in McFarland Park at Kippering in the city of Redcliffe. The raffle prize is an ICT-10 dual-band FM analogue handheld transceiver, 2 metre and 70 centimetre. Vendors in at 7, breakfast is at 8, gates open at 9, the raffle draw is at 10.30. $10 per car boot or table, gold coin admission. Go to www.redcliffradioclub.org.au for more information. Thank you, and 73s from the Redcliffe and Districts Radio Club, VK4RC. Thanks, Robert. And with that... I'm Graham, VK4BB. See you next week. Until then, walk softly. This has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.